Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Paul is here speaking. Now, how did Paul get him healed? Don't misunderstand me. There were times under the ministry of Paul that there were manifestations of God's power and uh, gifts of the Spirit. Not here. Not here. Paul didn't heal the man. I don't care what kind of something somebody wrote. You know, now the text of your Bible is always true. You understand that? It's inspired by the Spirit of God. But everything that man wrote at the top of the page, the bottom of the page, in the middle of the page, or in the margin isn't necessarily so. In my Bible, at the top of this page, it says, Paul healeth a cripple. Dear Lord, dear Lord, how in the world an intelligent person could read this and get that out of it? I don't understand it. Save my life. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 2. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And so, therefore, when gifts of the Spirit are in manifestation, and that's the second way, second category here, then you can only minister to the ones that the Spirit says minister to. It'll work for that one. That manifestation is a manifestation of the gifts of healing for that one then at the moment. You'll notice that sometimes in large crowds of several thousand people that sometimes four or five are healed and everybody else isn't. Not that way. They could be healed, but not that way. Now notice this one man was healed among these five porches full of people that way. None of the rest of them weren't. And so you see Jesus then ministered under that anointing with the Spirit of God and gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit wills. But that's not the only way he ministered. Only a small portion of those that were healed under his ministry were healed that way. We know from reading the four Gospels and studying them carefully that there are 19 individual cases of healing. And out of the 19, the faith of the individual spoken of. They were healed on their faith. They were healed on their faith. Now notice Jesus never said he found this man in the temple later on and revealed himself to him. I'm the one that made you whole and said to him, go and sin no more lest a worse thing come unto you. Never did say a word about his faith, did it? Did he? Not a word about his faith. Now notice there in that, uh, in that ninth chapter of Matthew's gospel where we were, however, that Jesus, just prior to this 34th verse, ministered to two blind men that followed him from Jairus' house now notice this verse, 29th verse. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, now notice the difference. To that man at the pool of Bethesda, he didn't say, according to your faith, rise up and walk, did he? I said, did he? No, he just said, rise up and walk. You see, when you're inspired by the Spirit of God and the power is there, you can do that. If it's not there, you're wasting your time to do it like that. But there is another way you can minister. Praise God. And that's the third category of ministries, and that is Jesus taught people so they would have faith, for faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And, uh, and, and see, by teaching them, then they would have faith. And then he said to them, according to your faith, be it unto you. Now I'm going to come back to that. Mo momentarily notice this, that he said, Jesus went about all their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching what? Preaching what? 
the gospel, the gospel. You see, the point I want to get over to you is this, that people under the ministry of Jesus, and we're to do the works of Jesus, were not only healed by these supernatural manifestations, but they were healed by him teaching in their synagogues and by preaching the gospel. Now, why did he teach and preach? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Now, here's an example of it. You got your Bibles to that 14th chapter of Acts? You have your Bibles open there to the 14th chapter of Acts. This has to do with the ministry of Paul and actually Barnabas, but primarily Paul at this setting. It talks about their first missionary journey. The scripture says in the seventh verse of the 14th chapter of Acts, and there they, Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. There is Lystra, Derby, the cities of Lyconia, and the region that lieth around about, the sixth verse said. Now notice. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Now look at the ninth verse. The same heard Paul speak. Now, what did Paul speak? We just got through reading that he preached the gospel. Didn't we? Didn't we? He preached the gospel. The same, the man, the crippled man, heard Paul speak, who, that is Paul, steadfastly beholding him. See, while Paul was preaching, he fastened his eyes upon him, and beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. Now compare the difference between this man being healed and that man being healed and the fifth chapter of John's gospel. Notice nothing said about him having faith. Notice Jesus did not preach to him. Notice that Jesus just simply said, rise, take up your bed and walk. That's a manifestation of gifts of healings, one of the gifts of the Spirit, through Jesus, works the same way through us as the Spirit wills. But now what if you don't have that? Are you going to be able to help people? Here's another man these years later that's sitting there crippled. He wouldn't, if he'd have been there at the pool of Bethesda, which he isn't even in Jerusalem. He, he's in this city, Lystra. But if he'd been in Jerusalem, sitting there, he couldn't have got in. Somebody had got in ahead of him because he's crippled. He couldn't have got in the water unless there had been somebody there to put him in. But he didn't even know anything about the pool of Bethesda. But Paul is here speaking. Now, how did Paul get him healed? Don't misunderstand me. There were times under the ministry of Paul that there were manifestations of God's power and uh, gifts of the Spirit. Not here. Not here. Paul didn't heal the man. I don't care what kind of something somebody wrote. You know, now the text of your Bible is always true. You understand that? It's inspired by the Spirit of God. But everything that man wrote at the top of the page, the bottom of the page, in the middle of the page, or in the margin isn't necessarily so. In my Bible, at the top of this page, it says, Paul healeth a cripple. Dear Lord, dear Lord, how in the world an intelligent person could read this and get that out of it? I don't understand it. To save my life. I asked you this question, did Paul heal the man? No. No. I asked you this question, did Paul have faith for the man to be healed? No. 
I ask you this question. Was the man healed through manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit? No. Why was the man healed and how was the man healed? The text said he had faith to be healed, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Didn't we read it? He had faith to be healed. Well, if he had faith to be healed, where did he get faith to be healed? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, by what he heard. What did he hear? He heard the gospel preached. Now you see why Jesus preached the gospel? Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, now let me ask you the question. Could folks get healed by hearing what some people call the gospel? Could this man have received faith to receive healing for his physical body, having never walked a step in his life, being a cripple from his mother's womb, if he had heard Paul preached only that Jesus died for his sins? No, he could have got faith to be saved from his sins. Couldn't he? I said, couldn't he? Then Paul must have preached more than that. He had to preach that Jesus not only died for that man's sins, and thank God he did, and that is of foremost importance, but Paul must have a necessity also have preached what Isaiah said. And after all, he had to preach the Old Testament. The New Testament wasn't written this time. In the Old Testament, Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, talking about the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. We call it the great redemptive chapter. Not only tells us that he was made sin for us, but the scripture also said, surely hath borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, with his stripes we're healed. Paul had to preach something about healing for the man to have faith for physical healing. You can't have faith in something you haven't heard. Amen. Amen. You can't believe in something you haven't heard. Turn back to the 10th chapter of Romans and see that that's so. See that that's so. There in the 13th verse, in the 13th verse, of this 10th chapter of Romans, the scripture declares, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now notice, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now listen, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? They can't. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard. They can't. How shall they hear without a preacher? Now, that doesn't mean a minister of the gospel. Preacher, everybody ought to be a preacher. See, preach means to proclaim to tell. How shall they hear without a proclaimer or without a teller or without somebody telling them? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Every one of us are sent to preach. I didn't say every one of us are a minister of the gospel. I didn't say every one of us will stand in one of the offices that God set in the church. But I said that everybody ought to be a preacher. They ought to proclaim and tell the good news. What is the good news? Jesus died for our sins. Well, if that's the, all the good news there is, how in the world did this man get faith to be healed when that's not part of the good news? Paul 
preached the gospel. That's what it said, the seventh verse. And there they preached the gospel. I've heard preachers say, I don't believe that healing's in the gospel. Well, you don't believe the gospel then. I don't mind telling them. They've never believed the gospel yet. Oh yeah, they'd pull the coat off and roll up the sleeves and fight to prove they believe the gospel. But I'm going to prove I believe the gospel by preaching it. I'm not going to prove I believe the gospel by arguing, fussing, debating, fighting about it. I'm not going to get down there on the level of those folks. I might get dirty. I'm going to stay up here with God and proclaim the truth. Amen. Are you listening? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book entitled Called of God by Ken Hagen. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagen, Every Member a Minister. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. April, we're going to be up in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. Three April 3 through 6 at uh, Faith Family Church. Uh, Tony and Jeanette Finley. Yes. Uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to that. So I just thought I'd give you a little bit of what, what's going on. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.